BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, Bestie, I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. We are the hosts of Creeps and Crimes podcast. Every Thursday, Morgan takes us on a deep dive into a paranormal case or a conspiracy theory. And Taylor will bring you a detailed and accurate reporting on a true crime case. Since we launched in 2020, we have never missed a Thursday. With over 160 episodes ready for you to binge, you will never run out of cases. And you can follow along on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes podcast. Whether you're in the car or enjoying a glass of wine, tune in every Thursday. Thursday to Creeps and Crimes. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of Okay, we are sitting here today with a local celebrity, London celebrity, <laughs> Jessa Hastings, author of Magnolia Parks. Hi, how's it going? Welcome back for the 17th time. Thank you. How for many times me. have you been on actually? I think this is my third. third. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, she was on way before the books and I told all That's of you guys true. that they were going to be the next big thing. She did. And she's literally the entire reason we started doing Navigating Your 20s episodes because you guys liked that episode so much <laughs> that it literally changed the podcast. Oh, I'm so honored. Yeah. Thank you. It's crazy, right? Thank you for having me and thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, you know the people, you know, this sounds so annoying, but you know like the memes of like hipsters when mm-hmm. they were like, I knew this first or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's you literally did. me with you though. You and did. I'm like, I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, even my friend. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, cool. But people will DM me and be like, oh my God, you should read Magnolia Parks. I'm like, shut up. I, I can't read it. I like, <laughs> Obviously I read it already. But sorry guys, I, I read it before it was out. So I couldn't have posted about it. But anyways, I'm so happy to have you here. Me too. I'm so happy to be here. A lot has happened since you were last on the podcast. It has. I actually, for context, would like to know, do you remember what, when? Was it like a year mm. ago? See, one thing about me is that I've, no, I think it was a year ago that you were on the show. Well, obviously, not since yeah. the time I saw you. But no. I feel like maybe a year ago in the timeline of my life, that feels kind of right. I feel like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Maybe like well, this is an annual thing for us. I'll see I'm, you next July. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for the podcast, not yes, other yes, not cool. in life. Yeah. Okay, good. Just yeah. making sure. I was like, well, I don't know about that one. So I've had this thought this morning because I was listening to a Carrie Underwood song mm-hmm. it's called Last Name. Mm-hmm. You've definitely not I heard definitely it. Don't know yeah. That song. You know what's crazy? What I love about you and Ben, though? You guys like country music. I love country music. The first I time do. I went over there for dinner, we were listening to country music and I was like, these are my people. Yeah. Ben is a huge country music fan and I really enjoy it too. But I would be like a the kind of person that hyperfixates on a song. So totally. I don't need to listen to new music all the time. I'll totally. find like three country songs I like and then they're just in the rotation and that's fine. That'll, that'll tie me over for five years. 
Fair, fair. <laughs> so there's a song of Carrie Underwood's last mm-hmm. name, and it's basically about, it's like essentially about having a one night stand, and she wakes up and she's married and got married to Vegas, whatever. So since I turned 26, mm-hmm. I've decided that I need to add some chaos into my life because cool. I think we can all agree I've been a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my yeah. personal life? Sure. Oh, yeah. You've been very reserved very, in your personal life. Very yeah, reserved. True. Yeah. So I've decided that I'm going to add a lot of chaos, and it inspired mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I want to elope in Vegas, like for fun. For fun. Because you don't have to do it legally. Why not? Okay, God, I'm glad you're on board. I thought you were either going to be like, yes, please, or like, God, no. I mean, listen. I'm not legally going to get married. Yeah, then do it. Why not? You're in the young ones. You know? If he's cute, do it. You know, not if he's not cute. There's got to be some payoff. He has to be like over like 6'3". Yes, 100%. Okay. 6'1", out of here. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. You didn't make the cut. (laughs) I do like a casting call. Yeah. For my Vegas marriage. I could do the casting call. That's kind of scary. I feel like you are harsher. You are harsher than I am. am. And I'm harsh, you know? Yeah, no, but that, I mean, can I come? Yeah, of course. I would love for you to be there. Thank you. (laughs) It would be fun. I would be into it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So obviously I know that we're great friends, but Mm -hmm. I am going to be a hard-hitting journalist today. Oh God. Because I have a lot of questions (laughs) from the viewers. I feel like we always talk about Magnolia Parks, Mm -hmm. but we don't like, we haven't really gone into it. And I feel like the last time you were here, I think only one book was out or maybe the first two. I think, yeah, I I don't think we were able to talk about The Long Way Home at least. We weren't. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was right before that. So a lot has happened. Yeah, my God. Oh. I have a lot of questions, okay? They're all going to be about Julian, aren't they? No. (laughs) By the way, it's crazy how he is really the favorite. I'm like such a BJ girl. I know, me too. There's, I actually have a theory about it and I think that they're just like, they're the loudest of them. And also sometimes I try not to read things on social media anymore because people are really like, mm-hmm. they're actually, it's so nice that they care this much. But sometimes I'm like, oh my God, Al, these people came from inside my soul. They are the, the Julian girls really, they're so defensive of him and they view BJ as a threat and then they're really mean about it. So I just don't, I just don't do it. I just am such a BJ girl. I know, I get it, me too. BJ is the name of my character, by the way, just to clarify. (laughs) To clarify, we've started doing like book episodes on the podcast anyways. Mm -hmm. And it's typically like what people are reading. Mm -hmm. But like this is better. And Magnolia Parks is going to people are really going to be, you know, into it. Yeah. Also, another thing, like I see all these like bookstagrammers posting so glad that they're posting. I'm so happy. But like I just I then they'll also tell me to read Magnolia Parks. And I'm like, I I think already read it i think what i need to do is like put it in my bio okay if, like i'd, I'd already read it. maybe yeah. i'll do it in the bookstagram <laughs> one too that's a good one yeah i do need to post my reviews i just I, it's because i well i didn't have the bookstagram at that point yeah but also like i they weren't on goodreads yet you know what mm-hmm. i used to do i think i've told you this i would put like sheet music from like a certain band as my Goodreads marker because I knew it would be you That's because they so were on Goodreads. Funny. <laughs> so like, people go to my Goodreads are like, why is it like ocean something like whatever, you know? But I'm like, that's what I did because I would know. That's really funny. I'm a genius. You're a genius. Okay, so oh, JH <laughs> said <laughs> she thinks that there are worse things than cheating in a relationship. Ooh. Do you care to elaborate? Yeah. Did I say that or did a character say that? I, I actually agree both. Either, either way, I agree. I think it's a character that says that and it's, Clara England says that and her husband has died but I feel like this is probably going to be such a controversial thing to say I feel like at the ripe old age of 34 having now been with my 
husband for 10 years, I would say, and I'm not saying this as like a, if Ben's listening, like I'm not being like, go out and have an affair. But I do think, I have been cheated on before and it was devastating. It is devastating. But at this point where we have like a life and a family, I'm like, there's there's not a lot that you could probably like put in front of me that would be a reason that I would walk away at this point. Like there's a part of me that's a bit like, I, so, I mean, I know it would, it's such a controversial thing to say. Part of my brain is like, it's, it's just sex. Cause sex is like a. Can be like transactional. Well, uh, yeah, it can be transactional. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it also says more about the person than it says about you. And I think there's lots of, there's lots of different reasons why people, I read this book by Esther Perel called Mating in Captivity. And it absolutely blew my mind on the, the, the what cheating means and how you can even be like people in um, like non-monogamous relationships or people in open relationships, how like infidelity finds its way into there. That There's like what it means to cheat is so different to so many different couples. Like I was on a bachelor bachelorette weekend this week and we were talking about and someone was like, oh, do you think if your if your husband or your boyfriend watches porn, is that cheating? And I was like, no, I don't personally think so. But other girls were like, absolutely. So I think it's like, I think there are just so many things to navigate in the conversation. But for me personally, you know, it's it would be something we would have to work through. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be a betrayal, but I do think there are worse things than cheating. I'd be so much angrier at Ben if he died than I would be if he cheated. I like I 100% stand by that. So, but like, would an emotional affair be worse? Like, are you saying cheating is different than yeah. an emotional affair? Yeah. I, well, I think there are. I guess both. Uh, everything I'm taking away, I'm really just I'm just regurgitating this book. But yeah, I think that it's. I think it's. Is probably different. And I think all of it kind of points back to this curious lack that you end up finding in your relationship. So if you're having an emotional affair, in a lot of ways, I would imagine maybe an emotional affair would, I think to me, would be more painful than a yes, physical I agree. affair. I totally agree. Because I think sex can be transactional and sometimes it just is like a, you know, there's something, a moment happens, it passes, whatever. I've never cheated on anyone, just so we're all clear. <laughs> and clear. my husband hasn't cheated on me. But we have quite an evolved relationship where we've been together again, like for 10 years now. So we talk about a lot of stuff and we've talked about this because at one point he was like, why are you so casual about this? And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm casual about it. But I just am like, I'm a lot more committed to Ben than I am about like this sometimes possibly antiquated style of like what it means to be loyal or what it means to be monogamous. I don't want him to have sex with anyone else, but if he did, I'm not necessarily being like, see ya. But then again, again, that's like my personal choice. I fully understand. I have friends whose husbands have cheated on them. They have kids, they've left them. I totally get it. It's like whatever's going to make sense to you. you. It's going to like be this thing that you are never able to get past. Absolutely. Like do what you need to do. Sorry for that clap. I kind of like that perspective better because it's like less angry. Yeah. You know, I definitely when I was younger was like, if you cheat on me, you're out. Even with Ben, I was like, if you ever do this ever, we're absolutely done. But now I'm like, well, there's just so many other parts to a marriage now. And I want a marriage 
I don't mm-hmm. want, you know, I don't want to own him. He doesn't, he's not my possession. He's, we're in a, a relationship with two people. And I think that takes a partnership. A partnership. a partnership. Partnership. Yeah. She's ready for that Vegas wedding. Yeah. Oh, okay. To clear <laughs> the Vegas wedding, it will be done the next day. <laughs> I just realized recently that like, just because you elope in Vegas doesn't mean you're legally married. I didn't know that until this podcast. I found, well, okay, don't quote me then because maybe I'm wrong, but someone said that because we went to Vegas recently and they were like, well, you could elope here and like, it doesn't matter because you don't have like a marriage license. Like there's like, there's people who do oh. it without a license and like, they just do oh, it for like fun. the ceremony. Yeah. Oh, I see. So oh, it was like, see, that's- That's like a birthday. A, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like going to that. karaoke. Find like, the hottest guy you can and do that. That's, that's fun. What right? an experience. Like what yeah. a good story. And I need good mm-hmm. stories. I'm running out of things to say on this podcast. <laughs> I'm running out of things to say. I'm not kidding. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah, just, sure. I'm being so boring. I mean, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> like in terms of my personal life mm. of things that I can share and contribute. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't have, like I have so many things that are going on around me. Yeah, right. But it's not my story to tell. Isn't that kind of nice though? Yeah. Or not nice? Do you not like it? Well, no, I do like it. I just feel like I'm, I don't know, I've, you know, since I've you know gotten so much older, <laughs> I just feel like I need to be doing something. Like, yeah, I feel sure. like I'm kind of getting restless because I'm like being so boring. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I gotta like, got it. I gotta like live it up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Vegas. Marriage. Vegas. And I go. actually like that. I thought I hated Vegas. I've never been. Honestly, it's fun. Okay. I thought I, because I hate clubs, hate clubs and like, I love Chili's. Like, I don't need to go to a nice <laughs> restaurant. You know what I mean? I do. I don't think I've been to Chili's. Oh my God, you're the second guest today. The first one was Half Big Harvest, so she gets a pass. Okay, but you, that's crazy. What? I guess you're not American. I'm so not fine, American. But... Do they have them here? Yeah, they have one in Encino. Oh, oh yeah. I live near Encino. Yeah, I used to bring, when I found that out, I brought like, I'm not kidding, I think night one. It was like after service that we had, it was like 10 p.m. and I think I had 35 people that drove out to Encino to go to Chili's. It's what just... is the cuisine? Uh, American. Oh, so it's got nothing to do with chilies. No, I'm not a big chili. No, 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 it doesn't. And they have like incredible, like the honey chipotle crispers are so good. They're famous for their egg rolls. Their queso is great. Interesting. So like a a great happy hour scenario. Yeah, kind of. I mean, is it similar vibes? Is it the same caliber of food? I I would say cheesecake is a little bit more upscale. Okay. All right. Interesting. Than chilies. But I also love Cheesecake Factory. Love Cheesecake Factory. I love a chain restaurant and Mm -hmm. I like to see a photo of what I'm going to eat on the menu. I do too. I I do appreciate it. I love that I was saying this earlier today. I'm like, I I really appreciate that. I'm a Mm -hmm. visual girl Mm -hmm. and I like to see things. And sometimes I think that menus say more things than they need to and it will throw you off because if you see it on the photo it'll be like oh there's like one cilantro leaf and you're like well that's a bit different than envisioning the entire I actually do like cilantro but that's you know what I mean like yeah they'll be like blah 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 microgreens and I'm like well how many microgreens are we talking like is is, it the whole garden yeah or is it just like a sprinkling and you know I no, agree. I like a photo. And also restaurant, they lie to you. They're trying to make it sound different. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a simple girl. Mm-hmm. I don't need all of that. Yeah, I agree. So we have to go to Chili's. Okay. Next time all I'm right. here, we'll go to Chili's. Go to Chili's. I'll Chili's. take you there. Right. Thank you. I cannot believe it. Is I'm... Chili's 
Is Dom sponsored by Chili's? Did I make that up? That's actually a really sore subject in our friendship because okay. I showed her Chili's. Actually, I didn't show her Chili's. <laughs> I started making us go to Chili's and I was the one who was making viral TikToks about Chili's. And she, and got, she the got the deal. She got the spot. I'm just kidding. Oh. I am happy for her. It's fine. So what we're saying is you need to sponsor by Chili's. So <laughs> Chili's, if you hear this, it was actually me. <laughs> and she gets, no, she has like all these gift cards. Like we were at the lake this weekend. She's like, oh my God, I have so many gift cards. Like I can just get dinner. And I was like, do you know? She gets PR from Chili's and I'm just like in the corner like staring and I'm like, I've loved Chili's my whole life. Like we used, they used to be like two for 22 or whatever and right. or two for 20, two for, you know, inflation. Mm -hmm. And we would go in high school all the time. Like my friends and I, I mean, I love Chili's. Okay. So we really, and you so have to go with you need me. To, we need you have to have a triple dipper. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means. It's fine. Okay. You'll learn. I get the big mouth bites, the, you'll, it's fine. Okay. I semi look forward to it. Actually, <laughs> uh, you, you have infiltrated my like, my drinks more That's than anyone. So true. You have like you got me matcha. on matcha, and I. I mean, I still. I wouldn't drink a Starbucks matcha. I definitely wouldn't drink. I don't that. drink Starbucks matcha. That anyways. peppermint atrocity. That you drink. <laughs> have you even tried that though? Yeah, oh, I did yeah, try it. You made me try it. It was gross. That's but true. I know lots of other people that like it. Like Amanda, who works for me, swears up and down by your stupid peppermint matcha. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, it's so good. I guess mm -hmm. I do get it. I do get peppermint matcha from Starbucks. Yes, I just, mm -hmm. if I'm going to get matcha, I don't always go to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. I now drink regular matcha. And I'm, I'm very, I, I like it very much. You were a hater. I hated it. You it were... tasted like grass. Sometimes it's, I still actually think it tastes like grass when it's hot. Hot yeah, matcha is gross. But have you had Jones matcha? They have as in like good, Jones. Jones on third. Yes. Yeah, you good. like it? Okay, yeah, they I have do. good hot matcha. Oh, like in a well, I haven't had it hot. Well, you should try it there. Because okay. it's, it's like smoother there. Okay. I'll give it a try. I'll still hate it, but I'll try. Yes. <laughs> okay. Will Daisy and Magnolia be the only books in the Magnolia Parks universe series? That's a great question. Probably in the way that I imagine the person's asking the question, yes. I'm not planning on doing like the Jonah, Tora, Henry spinoff that everyone keeps asking me about. I do have... Like, what if we like really like we roll the big bucks? Like, <laughs> what if you know? I, I do have some. I I have too many other things to write in my head at the minute over over that story. Like, I do have a Jonah story in my head actually, primed and ready to go. But it's like bottom. I have a list of things to write, and it's like bottom. It's not even broaching in the next ten years. I would write it. Oh, so. No to that question. It's giving Midnight Sun energy <laughs> it when it comes out. It is. But I do have a book called, well, I guess I can say it's it's mine. Yeah, I can say it. The Art of Agony is what it's called. And it is the- Is that um, the other one that I read? You could have. It's half written. Yeah. It's like Clara England's story. Oh, wait, no. Story. No, that's not what I read. Oh, what are you reading? We'll talk later. Okay. You, you definitely don't want to talk. It's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. It's not even about. in that universe. It's the the Southern Girl. No, we'll talk later. Okay. Oh, I don't, don't want to say whoa. something. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, well, so so that's a no. yes and yes and no. No to the what how that they mean. Clara to me is in the universe, and it's like you see a bit of Tom, but it's not really Tom's story. It's Clara's story. So sort of, but sort of not. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fine. Okay, her life seems so opposite of Magnolia Park's universe. What sparked the interest? I mean, we talked oh. about this before it came out. Yeah, my life is like super undramatic. Absolutely. I did have a pretty dramatic 20s, early 20s at least. Like late teens, early 20s was a little bit more reminiscent of Magnolia's, especially <laughs> Magnolia 1 where Magnolia dates 
other boys to keep to like make other boys jealous or whatever that was like vintage me so in a lot of ways magnolia is is based on like a younger version of myself who didn't go to therapy (laughs) i guess i'm and i just pre-therapy yeah pre-therapy me and then also i i don't know the story kind of just wrote itself in in a lot of ways like she there are there are definitely parts of it that are seated in a younger version of myself and situations I was in and whatever, but on the same on 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 another on the same foot on the other foot on the other hand I don't know on the other hand they are yeah I don't I don't I don't know they're just fun it was escapism as well for me sorry yeah. for that smack well also if you know you personally it's not a crazy thing that you wrote I know yeah. what they're saying but mm-hmm. if you know just it's not crazy not that you do any of that stuff no. but it's just Magnolia and I are more similar than people would realize much to my husband's dismay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. it's not crazy if you actually yeah. know you I I understand what they mean in the sense of like my life is very peaceful compared to Magnolia's I have a pretty idyllic life and she's like but we as people are, are quite similar for better and for worse you know what else I want to talk about because I feel like some of the criticism from people is mm-hmm. that like you know this relationship is toxic yeah. and unhealthy and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the, I, know it, I know it well <laughs> yeah we know we know I like your approach of like these are two very real people and this is actually it's just honest Mm -hmm. and it's not you you weren't writing this book as like relationship advice Mm -mm. it was a this is a story Mm -hmm. so what do you have to say to those haters those haters (laughs) one thing that has been a massively interesting takeaway for me in this whole experience has been the way people respond to BJ has actually been really eye-opening in a lot of ways and I wrote BJ kind of as like the way he's described in the first book is I think it's like the the boy with the golden hair and the golden eyes, even though his hair is brown and his eyes are green. And I did this like I contradict myself because I wanted everyone to kind of put their BJ in place. And so that you were kind of like projecting your own story onto being like, Everyone has this one person that you just really struggle to get over at one point or another. And I have kind of concluded that the way people react to BJ is usually dependent on their disposition of how they are and where they are with their own version of BJ in their own lives. And so when people, I mean, I really hate the word toxic. It's one of those like stupid buzzwords Buzzwords. that everyone says all the time now, like toxic and gaslighting and whatever and it doesn't mean that they're not true but it just means that they're so overused at this point that they've lost Mm. the meaning I don't personally think that they're toxic I think that they're just like messy broken people and that's always been my mo with writing it has been like it's a really human story and I wanted it to be like you know that I think that's actually it's really relatable that there's People have a person or people, but usually a person that is just like impossible for them to get past. And it takes years if you're even able to do it. And then therapy and, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're toxic. I don't think they're beyond repair because I think that there's this in this 
thought really that kind of is like attached to the word toxic where it's like a death sentence. But I don't think that toxic behavior is a death sentence. It just is like an invitation to get better. And I think personally having, uh, so I am in the middle of like what I'm waiting for Magnolia 3 to come back from my editors, my publishing team. And I think I would be hard pressed to find a character in the universe that has evolved more than BJ by the time we get to this book. Like he is. Agreed. I love him. He's perfect. I also think in this like chronically, it's tricky because like we're in this like chronically online mm-hmm. generation where it's all the buzzwords and then it's like therapy is talked about all the time, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that people will use therapy as like a tool of like either like self-righteousness or, you know, like when someone's like, well, my therapist said, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then there's, I I just think there's like less empathy almost. And I'm careful to say that because also like the people who are, like, you know, the people who are listening to this, who Mm -hmm. are like, oh my God, I love them. And like, they're horrible to them Mm -hmm. and just awful. And like that person also isn't down to like do the work. So like, Mm -hmm. you're not in a relationship. You want something and that person isn't also doing it and getting better. Where like Magnolia and BJ, like it- Actively trying to- Are actively trying to, like that's the difference. Yeah. But it's not to say like, stay in like this, quote, toxic, unhealthy relationship. It's just, I think people who understand the book, like I can think of mine and I'm like, I now- years later I'm in mm-hmm. a place where it's like I can appreciate it for like what it was and mm-hmm. understand it like I'm just in a place where I don't like hate this person by any means and I it's like you almost like get it and you look back at it yeah. different yeah you know what I mean yeah no I I totally agree and I wouldn't say I mean that's the thing is when whenever people are like oh that's so toxic I'm like sure sure like if that's the word you want to use but also it's not a guide. Like this yeah. isn't a how-to. I think that actually is a line in the third book where one character says something to Magnolia, like a bit like, oh, well, it like worked out for you guys. And she's like, don't mm-hmm. use us as an example, like where it's a miracle we go out on the other side of it. Yeah. So I would they're say- They're the exception. They're the exception. Like don't, they're not the, you know, I, I think that they actually- BJ went to therapy for a really long time and he changed a lot. And in the third book, Magnolia goes to therapy and it's like, it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of work and I think they put in the work really. But I would say, yeah, again, I think that's like, I don't think it's toxic behavior as much as it is just like two hurting people stuck on like a pain cycle. And they just, they, I mean, and I mean, in context of the story, they're, relationship is so broken down by the time we find them in that first book that they have years and years and years of like pain to undo and that doesn't happen overnight so I think it's like half of the course really I agree also it's a fiction book it's a fiction like that's the other (laughs) thing I have like I just like to critique the haters it's a fiction (laughs) book yeah like and also I guess the the funny thing to me is that I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler, so sorry if you haven't if you haven't read The Long Way Home or The Great Undoing, then give like away. three minutes. Yeah. So the funny thing to me is when everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's toxic." I'm like, and the, like he should be with she should be with Julian. <laughs> like Julian, <laughs> Julian lied, and he's he, she'll die if she's with Julian. She'll die. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent guaranteed. 
And so I'm like, it's it. I mean, it's slim pickings in a way. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the best outcome to go with Julian. So um, it's funny. They just, I think that again, I circle back to like, and again, each to their own. If, if you, I think it, I think it, BJ brings out a really interesting side in people. I've been really fascinated to see how polarizing he is because the people that love him, love him very fiercely. And the people that hate him, hate him very fiercely. Yes. And polarizing guy what? you know that's my type yeah I it actually is like I said this earlier it's there's no common thread between anyone that I've dated ever they have nothing in common besides the fact that they're very persistent because in order for right. me to like give you attention you have to try really hard for a while right, so I can right. like, trust it mm-hmm. and then they're always polarizing right always <laughs> they are you either love them or you hate them yeah right you know what mm-hmm. this conversation made me think of though everyone like loved it ends with us and then people largely hated it starts with us People hated it starts with us because they were healthy at that point. They had a healthy relationship. Therefore, there was like nothing really to read. And like, I actually didn't hate it at all. Mm -hmm. But like, I, if you write a book with no conflict, Mm -hmm. like, what do you read? I know. I know. Where does it go? Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And especially like, I, I really don't read my reviews anymore because people are either like, I'm absolutely like live by the praise, die by the praise. Like I'm, if someone says something nice to me, I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> and if they say something mean to me, I'm like, <laughs> and so I, yeah, try not to read them. But I have, I before I kind of like put, put on a like a don't read policy for myself. I would read them, and lots of people would say, <laughs> with Magnolia in particular, they'd be like, I've never really read anything like it. It doesn't necessarily have a plot; like it's all relationship stuff. And I'm like, so what? What would it be if <laughs> if I took away PJ? <laughs> because that is like yeah, it's, the, it's the story of them and it's it's this it's their story that's the story is is them so i'm gonna anyway it's oh, literally said <laughs> okay what do you think magnolia's impression of you would be if she just met you oh god i don't know i don't know that's such a good question but i don't know the answer i know i feel like style mm. is different but yeah. i don't think style's different i think she'd be like who's this this weird like old version of me yeah in a suburban life she's like seeing into the future she's like if that's like that's me if I like get my life together or if I don't if I if I lose all my money and I (laughs) (laughs) I lose the trust I lose it all (laughs) that's real what is your best moment as an author Ben oh in London last month or the I can't remember where the months are anymore. At some point in the last like month or so, we did like a pop-up meet and greet in Hyde Park. And I really loved that. It was so fun meeting people in like a chaotic environment like that. Um, And there was this really sweet girl that flew from Germany. And she had like, she, I feel like I can say this because she posted about it online. But she had had like super bad anxiety and really kind of had to like work through a bunch of stuff to come and meet me. And I was absolutely like flabbergasted. Like Ben cried (laughs) because he was like, it's just so it was so sweet that that I and my story could matter. that Yeah. So that that sort of thing is probably like my favorite or I really I love every now and then I'll get these messages from people that they'll say things like they were really lonely and then they read that they they read 
the books mm. and they felt less lonely or it got them through something strange. And I don't know how that's possible, but I'm so grateful. Yeah. That's you guys also have like the best social media and the best like community around Thank a book I've you. ever seen. Thank you. So I think that on top of that, like when I recommend books to like new readers, mm-hmm. I'm always like either Magnolia Parks or like a Colleen Hoover or a book that like a lot of people, there's a lot of talk around yeah. because then it creates the community afterwards. It's so nice. It's really, it's really wild. They're actually the loveliest ever. They're yeah. so kind to each other. I Sometimes not about the, the characters, but... <laughs> Yeah, like they definitely like have opinions that's you want i mean i know that you know this but it's better to have an uproar than nothing at all because totally. it means people care totally you know absolutely like yeah. the book cover situation the, the book cover situation um, that was a lot of us i wasn't even gonna bring that yeah. one up but <laughs> i mean i'll i was like annoyed like it was like really crazy that like, was crazy just really aggressive but the thing is it's better to have that because it shows how much people care yes you know and you have to understand like publishing yes you do have to understand publishing and it was like a ben said it in a way that kind of made me be like okay i guess (laughs) which was the he was like you know taylor swift has all too well the 10 minute version but she also has it in like the radio version, which is like three minutes 30 or yeah. something like that. He was like, you just have to view it as the cover, the the trade paperback is like your your radio edition. Like it's the one that will bring the new readers. The new readers in. Yeah. So that's kind of how I view it. I love my original covers. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of like how they have kind of pushed what a cover could look like. And um, in the UK, I am like so excited because they've agreed they're just going to run the covers forever now. They're going to oh, have cool. dual covers running. The cover is just unreal. It's so good. That you was- actually see Magnolia's face for the first time. She's on the cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that was actually also a question. Oh. <laughs> so that's good. What was your process of being published? Oh, non-linear. I tried for a really long time to get representation, like send the book when like publishers had open submissions or whatever. And I always got fairly good feedback from it, but it was a bit like, oh, we don't really know what, where to place this. Like, I don't know what genre this would be, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm just ready for it to be out there. And so we decided we were going to do it ourselves. Went through, there's this like a, a thing I forget what it's called, but it's like a freelance writing service where you can hire like editors who have worked for like the big five before and whatever. And we hired someone there to edit it for me. And he wrote, like he did this big editorial letter. This is back in like 20, early 2021. And he basically wrote this editorial letter to me that was like, this has a lot of legs, but you need to lose like 50,000 words. You need to do that. And I was heartbroken. Like I was like, oh my God, this is the end. I'm throwing in the towel I like mourned for like two weeks cried 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 and then I was kind of like uh actually think you're wrong (laughs) and just decided to back myself in and I was like what what what's the matter like I'm gonna might as well try give it a crack doing how I want to do it and added 10,000 words to spite him and that was (laughs) Magnolia as it is now and then it kind of like Magnolia sold really well those that first year it sold really well actually in the first week we released it it sold really well like beat a lot of the pub like self-pub odds 
and kind of gave us this little insight of like, oh, we had had a feeling that it had the potential to do something. I always had like, I actually had a like a really visceral moment back in like 2017 where I knew that Magnolia would be the thing that kind of like put like would kickstart my career. And so we got this preview very early on that we were like, oh, there seems to be like a real organic like fan base here without trying very hard and people would get really obsessed with it. But then in that gap of that, in that year between July 2021 when it came out and July 2022 when The Long Way Home came out, I don't know really what happened. Like it went berserk. I mm-hmm. We were at Disney World last July and it just started like it went viral and I don't know how I I actually people my publishers are always like how did that happen I'm like I don't know <laughs> something happened and it it just happened and then I it it all happened really like funny for me I had um like I had producers come to me I had then I, I it went producers then it went publishers then it went I, then at that point, I was like, I probably need to get an agent. <laughs> and so we tried a couple of agents. I had a lawyer. That was the the first thing I had was a lawyer. Smart. And he sent out a couple of like to a couple of agencies that he had known about that he felt like they would be good fits. And then I signed with Orion in the UK. And I said to Celia, my editor, who I really trust, I was like, hey, like, do you have any agents that you've worked with in the past that you really like really well and it was it was a non-linear journey for sure it yeah was, it's been very backwards it's been super backwards and super strange yeah I'm still scrambling I'm like I don't know what's happening anymore <laughs> well thank god you self-published too I know because typically they don't let you do books that long right mm, what do you mean like they're just like sh- they're, aren't they like stricter on word count like do you think yes they, uh, yeah, yes so absolutely like, they would have like yeah. cut out a lot uh-huh. of the book and yeah. then you prove that it worked. Yes. Yeah. You know? That was, I'm so grateful for that. And I love, I actually really loved self-publishing. I totally get it. And I think there are so many benefits of having publishers. Most of them are like ease-based, like that you kind of like the new edition covers are like coming out next week, I believe. Uh, I'm already seeing them in all Barnes and Nobles. So that sort of thing where it's like zero mm-hmm. push and zero effort, that's where having a publisher is super cool. But I really enjoyed self-publishing. Like I have zero regrets. And again, like, yeah, totally. If I had, if I had gone down that route, I would have had to have lose, like lost 50,000 words. And I'm so not brief. It just would never work. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have worked. It's crazy too to think of like the launch dinner. What, I was thinking about that. Was that two day. years ago now? Yeah, that would have been like July 2021. Yeah, yeah, that's so wild. From mm-hmm. like our launch center to now, it's mm-hmm. crazy. How much has changed? Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. Yeah, you know, I always had a feeling. Thank you, and I did say Thank that you did. Yeah, and I wasn't. I always said I'm like I'm yeah. no offense, and I'm not just saying this because I love you. <laughs> it's like it really has nothing to do with that. No, like, you were you were an early adopter. Yeah, it was a huge. That's actually yeah. really how we became friends. Yeah, was we just started DMing one day yes. backstory. But why, why were we DMing? Because I was you, trying to out. You were posting stories and Dom told me and you were addressing like... Oh, church stuff. Was I talking about church Yeah, stuff? like sexual right. harassment. Right, yes. And you were like, this girl is really cool. You would love her. We were in New York. I remember it so vividly. Right. I was going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you guys would... I, like, I actually really like her. Like, you should follow her, whatever. And for whatever reason, 
we just started DMing about something. And then mm. you were like, I know you're a reader. Do you want to read this? And then I just started going yes, to you for all I of my remember. life advice. <laughs> so like, that's just kind of like how it worked out. That's right. I remember now. <laughs> it was a very quick thing. It was just like mm-hmm. one day we didn't know each other. And the next day we yeah. did. Yeah. It was very fast. Yeah. What are your favorite books to read? Oh, yeah. I feel like my answers disappoint everyone these days. I really only read like science and history books these days. This is why I ask because like you are very unique in that you really Mm -hmm. don't read. Like she didn't even know who like Colleen Hoover was until I told her. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know how. I actually think that's pretty funny now. No, it's like crazy. (laughs) But I mean, that was like a year and a half ago. But still. No, I, I don't read the kind of I don't know what genre my books are, but whatever it is, I don't think I I read them. I did buy The Fourth Wing. I haven't started it, but I've mm-hmm. heard that's really good. So I'm going to try and read that. But I loved that one. Most of the time I'm reading like, I'm at the minute reading The Origin of Time. Mm. <laughs> that one. Mm. Okay, we're going to get into some navigating your 20s just to end this okay. off. Okay. First one's quick and easy. These are listener mm. questions. Should I move to London with no friends, no job and high hopes? <laughs> I love um, her vibe. Mm, the only part of it that makes me iffy is like no job. Mm-hmm. That feels if you have enough savings, London is expensive. That would be my my only caveat to that. But sure, otherwise why not? They're really friendly over there. It, it this summer, if you move in the summertime and you go out to a pub, like the pubs in London now are like the funnest. You, they just spill out onto the street and you Love just have to fun. drive around them. They're so friendly. So you'll make friends in a heartbeat. It would be more like, how do you afford to live in London? It's, it's expensive. That would be my, the caveat. Find a job first. Find a job. Yeah. Do you have any advice on starting out writing or trying to get published as a 25-year-old? I don't think age really matters, but I would say the... It, it probably depends on the, the route you want to go. I think to me, creative control has always been the most important. Self-publishing is the best way to, you know, retain that creative control, especially if it's a story like retrospectively with Magnolia, I guess I just kind of had this belief that it was good enough. It was going to work out okay. And that if it, if it was what I thought it would be, it would prove it and I, everything would be fine. And it worked out like that. I would say, that would be my ideal way for anyone to experience it really because I think the publishing industry in general is like so calcified and there are so many really shitty books. I don't think that there's, I don't think that publication actually equates to like good books anymore. They publish anything if they know that the formula is going to work and I don't think that that, I, I don't really have a lot of time or respect for that I think that's really stupid and I don't really know why like there there are so many things that even in the last year having spoken to my publishers that they're like we're learning so much and how much TikTok has changed publishing because instead of it which has been for such a long time the publishers telling the consumers this is what you want now TikTok has made it be like we can tell the publishers what we want and I think that in in that regard, self-publishing now, if you're ever going to self-publish, like now's the time to do it. Because if you can get traction on TikTok and you can get like a readership, then publishers will find you. I didn't find publishers, publishers found me. And that I think is a really good, really good way of going about it if you can, because then you can retain creative control, which for some people that wouldn't matter. To me, that that would matter. Then I, I understand as well with Magnolia, it's like a weird genre and the way that I write is 
bizarre maybe compared to other people it's more dialogue heavy than other books and whatever so maybe for me it was more of a big deal than it would be for other people but self-pubbing I really really loved it I will say it's more expensive to do it well it it, it it costs more money you make a lot more money if you can go if you can sell a lot of books self-publishing you make a lot of money self-publishing but I think you there's also maybe like a little bit more that you have to put in yeah more up front yeah, we made a we made a real kind of like conscious decision. We were going to try and make it as polished as we could, as though you couldn't really tell whether it was published or not published. And so we did put money into it. So I was fortunate to be able to do that. That would be my only caveat. I think the the publishing route, you don't have to put up as much money, but you probably lose a lot of creative control in the process. If you're with a publisher, do you have to put money up no at all yeah okay no um because they give you the advance and then you make yeah so you get the advance and then you don't make any royalties until the advance is paid back so some people will get the advance and that's all it ever is and an advance these days can be anywhere from like five thousand dollars to six seven figures if you're someone like jake everyone you're getting seven figures if you're there you get six figure deals but I think an average, I think I read somewhere that like an average publishing deal is about 25000 these days. And then you have to make your royalties back before, you have to pay the advance back before you make royalties. It's like similar to music, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Got a lot of questions about like navigating deconstructing faith. We're not going to answer them here because we answered them in the second episode that we recorded. Okay. We can do another one like a year because it'll be a different place. (laughs) But we just answered so heavily that one. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's similar. The last question I will ask is what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I would probably tell myself that everything's going to be okay. And it, it kind of works out how you thought it was going to. I definitely went through this phase of like, because I have always written stories in my mind, it got to a point where I was like, does everything I think I know about me and what I want my life to look like, is it a daydream? Like, is it just myself telling stories or is this, is it all going to work out? And I think I would go back and be like, hey, like, it's all going to be okay. Like, you're you're happy. <laughs> and yeah, everything works out. I think that's in an important thing to know when you're younger. Especially when you're in a creative field. Totally. Like not a traditional career path because yeah. it just feels like everything is... Yeah. One day it, it, it feels like drowning, 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 drowning. And then one day you're out and you're you're like, oh my God, I'm not drowning anymore. Looking forward to that. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love that. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you're not drowning. No, just like some days. Yeah. It was honestly the same. Like two days a month. Yeah. Which is not that bad. No, it's been I'm, worse. I'm definitely drowning way more than two days a month. Yeah. But yeah. Well, two days like this month, and it's like yeah. August 3rd. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. I'm glad that we could do more of a uh, Magnolia Parks theme. Me too. It was just much needed. The people had so many they questions. questions. They were very passionate. I, I got a thing. lot of questions, by the way. <laughs> I hope that we, I hope I haven't upset anyone with the BJ comments. No, I don't think so. So sorry. I love Julian too. Yeah, I love Julian too, but he's just not BJ. I agree. Just sometimes you have, <laughs> sometimes you're, the heart just wants what it wants. You can't control it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> 
Okay, well, where can they find you in the books? They can find me at jessa.hastings. I was going to give my email address. Uh, <laughs> jessa.hastings.com. I know it marks you first. <laughs> jessa.hastings on Instagram. And you can get the books, I think, everywhere now. Um, Barnes & Noble, Waterstones in the UK. Angus and Robinson in Australia, Amazon. I learned so much when I talked to you because I haven't heard like half of the things you talk about. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And I tell you about Chili's. It's a good trade. Chili's. It's a great trade. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.